Feeling good, Tyler. How you doing? I'm always doing good. And He's always doing good. It's good to be back after a couple days off, and we have plenty of news to catch the folks up on, Mike. And getting started right away, the unfortunate passing of the Hall of Fame football coach, broadcaster, legend himself, John Madden, dies at the age of 85. Right, Tyler. So, of course, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. You are the sports guru here in the building. So, but just to give a bit of an introduction, even I, I'm not a big sports guy, but even I know about John Madden. Every big video, uh, college football video game has NFL. been NFL, excuse me, and NCAA and NFL. I think they're a little different. Yeah. A lot of these video games having Madden so on and so forth every year. And then John Madden, the Hall of Fame coach, turned broadcaster whose exuberant calls combined with simple, explana simple explanations, which is something Tyler and I were kind of going over earlier, uh, provided a weekly soundtrack to NFL games for three decades. Died Tuesday morning, the league said he was 85 years old. We have a video package. Why don't we play it? And then, Tyler, you can fill us in on everything John Madden. I've never worked a day in my life. I went from player to coach to a broadcaster, and I am the luckiest guy in the world. Super Bowl winning coach, pioneering broadcaster, video game icon. A larger than life personality, John Madden was by any definition a true original. During his 30 year broadcasting career, Madden was widely considered the voice of the National Football League. You have to attack them with the passion. You have to attack them deep with the pass. His passionate way of calling games with unique catchphrases. Packers came out, they went boom, and they got 10 points. And a love for using a telestrator helped explain the game to hardcore and casual fans across America. He called NFL games for all four major networks, announcing 11 Super Bowls and earning 16 sports Emmys during his time in the broadcast booth. Madden's NFL playing career was short-lived. He was drafted in 1958 by the Philadelphia Eagles, but a knee injury cut it all short. That's when he decided to try his hand at coaching, eventually becoming the youngest head coach in professional football history at the age of 33. In 1977, he led the Oakland Raiders to a Super Bowl victory and is still the franchise's all-time wins leader. Madden was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame for his coaching career in 2006. Boom! Tough acting, to actin'. Madden was a television advertiser's dream, becoming the pitch man for numerous brands. Let me tell you, Ace is a place for me. In 1988, Madden entered the video game world, lending his voice and name to what's now called Madden NFL. You know, anything that goes that far, that fast, ought to have dinner and an in-flight movie. His video game is still the most popular football video game ever, selling more than 100 million copies worldwide. Whether it was his video game, his broadcasting career, or as a Hall of Fame coach, his passion for the game is what will always be remembered. Some of us think maybe we will be immortal, that we'll live forever, but and when you really think about it, we're not going to be. But I say this, through this bust, with these guys, in that hall, we will be forever. So there you have it. That is the story on the passing of the late John Madden, who died yesterday at the age of 85, Mike. Football legend, easily, right? You said, and here's the thing. I know John Madden more from, like, the, uh, I, I suppose, pop culture kind of impact that he had from the video games, from his commercials for Tenact and the Athlete's Foot Spray, which, 
Uh, yeah, they mentioned in that story, but Tyler, you're the sports guy. You know much more about him as a coach for the Raiders, Super Bowl wins, and so forth. Break it down for Well, that's me. the thing that's so fascinating about John Madden is that although he was a football coach through and through, that's only part of his story. Most people don't know John Madden for being the football coach that won a Super Bowl with the Oakland Raiders for taking them to the promised land. Look at what he did as a Hall of Fame broadcaster. He literally, I kid you not, invented the Telestrator. You see it every week where broadcasters are getting their pen out and they're writing on the screen, breaking down plays and trying to draw stuff out to explain it in detail. That was invented by John Madden. No one was using the Telestrator before John Madden was around. That's how important he is to not only just football but broadcasting. So basically that what did, I just did, he kind of pioneered. Yes. He That was never done, what you just did, until John Madden was around. I, again, folks, local news live, I don't know this stuff until one of my coworkers kind of tells me about it. So the fact that Tyler just said something like that really blows my mind. So well, Tyler, continue. When I, you look at it, they mentioned in the story there that John Madden had this impact on football of fans watching every week of teaching the game, putting it in the simplest of terms. And sometimes he got made fun of for that because he made things a little too obvious, like when he would say that uh, he was when a team close. has two yeah. options, you know, they can either run or pass. I'm like, well, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, but the way that he was able to draw in the casual fan and to entertain and grow this sport to what it is today, I would argue that no one in the history of the National Football League has had a bigger impact in growing the game than John Madden. You look at the video game, Madden, generations of kids learned football and learned about the NFL through that video game. And what he did each week of calling the biggest games with Pat Summerall and Al Michaels, two of the best play-by-play -play guys ever in this sport. The traditions over Thanksgiving, getting the turducken out, and the Madden Cruiser traveling from coast to coast. This guy was afraid of flying. When the Pro Bowl came around, he would never broadcast the Pro Bowl because he's like, well, I'm not going to Hawaii. I can't get there. So It's hard to drive to Hawaii from the continental United States. He's a character. Here, here's one story that one of our uh, people here at uh, Great Television uh, shared. This actually came from Joe Nugent, who is the sports director at WWT in Omaha. Just Press. down the hall from us, yeah. Here is what he said uh, about John Madden in an interview with Peter King, formerly of Sports Illustrated, about when John Madden would come through Omaha, Nebraska. Here it is. Sometimes I like to break up the trip, and Omaha is kind of halfway across the country, Madden said. True. So I stayed in Omaha one night, and we went to see the minor league baseball team play. Anyway, they have a raffle for a case of pork and beans. It's the seventh inning, and everybody's excited. They picked the winner, and the guy's sitting right behind home plate. His name is Elmer or something, and he's jumping up and down. To him, it was like a trip to Hawaii or a new car, new car or something. It was just a case of pork and beans. That was great. I mean, one man's case of pork and beans is another man's treasure, you know? <laughs> it, 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 dare I say. So, hey, uh, <clears throat> 
If you gave me a free case of pork and beans, I like pork, I don't like beans, but my wife does. So, you know, I'd be pretty happy overall. But John Madden, absolute legend in the, uh, not only in the field of football, of course, for right. his work in football, also in the field of broadcasting and pop culture when it revolves around football as well. I've heard his name for years and years. I've seen him in commercials. Did I ever really know who John Madden was? I would see him in commercials for Tenactin, the athlete's foot spray. I would be like, okay, I guess this, he's a football guy. All right. Ace hardware. A, a, also that, which, you know, admittedly, I've bought in a few things from there. It's only a few blocks from my house. So John Madden, absolute legend in football, broadcasting, and dare I say pop culture as well. A lot of kids have been playing these games. Tyler, are you... I gotta ask, since we're on the topic, I am, I'm really good at video games. I've played a lot of video sure. games throughout my life. Look at me, I'm a giant nerd. But, sports games, never. That's my forte. FIFA, Madden, anything. That's usually, I am awful. If I'm playing games, usually I'm playing sports games. So, well, big shock, I know. A big shock, yeah, but, but and I love you're good the at game it? of Madden, I do. Um, you know, there was a stretch where these Madden games, John Madden was the only guy on the cover. And that was how they sold the game, that they were trying to attach a big name to promote this thing, to stand out, and they got John Madden to do it, and the game has taken off to be the most successful sports video game franchise of all time. Easily. There's nothing like it. And, you know, we all buy the game every year, it doesn't matter what the console is, you know, Madden is getting bought every single year, and, and you know, he hasn't even commentated on that game in forever. Yeah. But because of the legacy and because of the name, that's all you think of. It's just, just Madden. You know, his name, I think, is going to, going to live on a long time. And also I'd recommend to the folks out there, in regards to John Madden before we move on, on Christmas Day, Fox released a documentary on John Madden. It was the first interview he had done in 10 years. And it was called All Madden, and it was just phenomenal. It's on a lot of the streaming services now. Fox and FS1 are re-airing it from time to time. Do yourself a favor. Even if you're just a casual football fan, sit down, take the time to watch that All Madden documentary just to get an idea of what this guy meant to the sport and to pop culture. There will never be another John Madden. No one will come close. Uh, He certainly is going to be missed for a long time. Absolutely. Last little anecdote to kind of dovetail on your last little anecdote. One of my first jobs during college, I worked at a video game store, a used video game store. And the number of copies of every year, this was back, mm, I want to say about 2016, 2017, so many copies of Madden NFL from whenever to wherever on every generation, on every platform of video game console. Uh, The popularity was not lost on me, even though I don't really uh, 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 gear towards those games. I know that a lot of people do. So John Madden will obviously be missed. Huge impact in the world of football, sports, broadcasting, and pop culture. And that's just the first story we got so far, everybody. We're gonna move on to the second one now. And again, excuse me, I apologize. 
These aren't the top stories, like one, one story is more important than the other. These are just the top stories throughout the gray sphere of influence, as I like to call it. So these are the top stories throughout all of our gray stations. We have more than 100 now across the country, okay? So the first uh, uh, being the passing of John Madden, which I believe was yesterday, or at least yesterday. announced yeah. yesterday. Next, we brought this to you live a few hours ago. But it already feels like, it, well, it feels like it was just five minutes ago. But Ghislaine Maxwell, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I'm sorry, Tyler. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell convicted in Epstein sex abuse case. And so, uh, uh, kind of without saying, but of course I should say, you go to any gray TV website, uh, whatever your local gray TV station, doesn't matter if you're in Honolulu, Hawaii, or if you're uh, in uh, Charlotte. So you can go to your local gray station, especially if you click the national tab, you will find these stories, you can read them, you can watch the video packages for yourself, but we're gonna play this one here because this is also a big piece of news today. Glenn Maxwell found guilty of five of six charges. I'm gonna give a brief rundown here and then we'll uh, be able to play the video, I believe. The British socialite, Ghislaine Maxwell, was convicted Wednesday of luring teenage girls to be sexually abused by the American millionaire Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein, of course, was found dead in his jail cell of suicide in 2019 before he could face trial for basically similar charges. The verdict capped a month-long trial featuring sordid accounts of the sexual exploit exploitation of girls as young as 14 told by four women who described being abused as teens in the 1990s and early 2000s as Epstein's at Epstein's palatial homes in Florida, New York, and New Mexico. We do have a video package. Let's tune in and let's find out more about the conviction of Maxwell. Unanimous jury has found Galen Maxwell guilty of one of the worst crimes imaginable facilitating and participating in the sexual abuse of children, crimes that she committed with her longtime partner and co-conspirator, Jeffrey Epstein. The road to justice has been far too long, but today justice has been done. I want to commend the bravery of the girls, now grown women who stepped out of the shadows and into the courtroom their courage and willingness to face their abuser made today's result and this case possible. I also want to thank the career prosecutors of the Southern District of New York who embraced the victim's quest for justice and have worked tirelessly day in and day out to ensure that Maxwell was held accountable for her crimes. This office will always stand with victims, will always follow the facts wherever they lead, and will always fight to ensure that no one, no matter how powerful or well-connected, is above the law. Thank you. So again, Ghislaine Maxwell, she is 60 years old. She is facing up to 65 years in prison uh, for the convictions on the five of six charges that she was facing in federal court in the state of New York. And if you missed any of it earlier, we had plenty of live coverage after this happened. It's still available on our Facebook page. On uh, Facebook.com forward slash local news live is where you can find that there uh, as uh, that went down just a couple hours ago. Correct. Thank you, Tyler. So, yeah, we carried it for 
I want to say about 40 minutes because uh, we were constantly waiting to see, can we get an update from prosecutors or def uh, 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 the defense team or anything like that. But we went over the information numerous times. So now we're going to move on to the next thing. Also, folks, just FYI, I'm going like this a lot because my glasses are broken. So I'm not going blind. It's just it's the way things are. So uh, here is another one of the top trending stories in the gray sphere of influence, as we like to call it. Richmond, Virginia, WWBT is our station there. Tobacco company now requiring proof of vaccination to dine. This is one of our top trending stories. I don't pick them. This is what social media is saying. These are the most, uh, 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 most interesting stories among our viewers, at least on social media, when it comes to what our stations are putting out. So I'll do a little bit of the uh, introduction here. Now, when I say tobacco company, it's not like a tobacco company like somebody putting out cigarettes like Camel or Marlboro. The tobacco company is the name of a restaurant in the area. So, um, Thanks for clarifying. I well, know. no, I, I, I was wondering that too. I'm like, which tobacco company? What does that mean? No, it's tobacco company is the name of a restaurant. I imagine they get bothered with some phone calls sometimes, but here we go. So I'll break it down a little bit and then we'll toss to the video. Richmond, if you are not vaccinated, cross the tobacco company, the restaurant, off your list of places to eat Tuesday, the Shaco Bottom Restaurant, I assume that's kind of like an entertainment district in Richmond, uh, announced it will require all diners to be fully vaccinated. The move comes just three days before its sold out New Year's celebration event. Speaking of New Year's celebration event, Tyler, I feel like we should do a shameless plug here, okay? So okay. We're, I'm gonna do the shameless plug right here, right now. New Year's Eve, we are going to do uh, an all-night broadcast, Central Time, from like 10 p.m. Central Time to four in the morning. We are going to carry every gray station from across the country, every big New Year's Eve celebration that we can, okay? So we're gonna try to do that. It'll be myself, Ashlyn, Graham, and Ryan Pierce. We're gonna try to do this the best we can. So tune in for that as well. Shameless I love New plug Year's is done. I You love, guys are gonna have a great time. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't go out much. I'm old, you know, I got a wife and baby at home. I got, and my wife, we're expecting another baby. I don't get out much, okay, Tyler? So the thing is, New Year's Eve, used to mean a lot. Now it's just basically another holiday I don't really celebrate. But for Local News Live, we're going to celebrate it here several times over for each time zone that we can. You're going to be time traveling. It's going to be pretty awesome. In a way, yes, time travel. Time and travel is real. You got some stuff off your sleeve that is going to be highly entertaining, and that's what we call a tease in the biz. You have to wait and see. Correct. So let's get back to the news. So I just kind of wanted to bring that out here. Just want to make sure everybody's watching. So again, the move comes just three days before it's sold out New Year's celebration event. The restaurant's manager, the restaurant being Tobacco Company, of course, uh, David Campbell says the move comes in response to the surge of the Omicron variant. So there is a video package from our station. Let's tune in. Let's find out more. 
faded. Cross the tobacco company off of your list of places to eat. The Shaco Bottom restaurant announced it will require all diners to be fully vaccinated. You'll have to show your vaccine card in order to eat there. AJ Duoco is live outside of Tobacco Company tonight. And AJ, we're already seeing this in parts of the country like New York and soon D.C. So tell us what's happening right here at home. Yeah, tobacco company says it's just trying to prevent community transmission of coronavirus, but studies show it's still possible to spread the virus even if you're vaccinated. Still, it's not the first restaurant in the city to make the move. From economic ups and downs, a 2018 fire and now this pandemic, the manager that the famed tobacco company are used to rolling with the punches to keep the business thriving. We get hit the hardest when these things hit. But now because of the Omicron surge, it will now begin requiring proof of vaccination if you want to dine in. And I think with the current surge, you know, I think just because we are the tobacco company, we just had to take that stand. Tobacco company's manager, David Campbell, calls it a bold move, you know, and we and we talked about it for months with the owner. It may be the most recognized restaurant in Richmond to require vaccination proof, but it's not the first. Long Oven on West Clay Street started requiring proof back in July. Godfrey's on East Gray Street has been following suit since November. Campbell says they've been requiring employees and vendors to do the same for a while now. Yeah, I think it's going to make, again, another good guy experience because if you feel comfortable that you know the person next to you has done what they need to do, to feel safe and to make you feel safe. I think that's what we need to be at. Since the announcement, Campbell says he's already seen a dip in reservations. We started calling guests who already had pre-reservations to let them know what our new policy is. And the counts have, you know, went down uh, dramatically. He expects that to change with time. Now that we've you know, implemented it on social media, it's on our website, it's part of the reservation system, people are gonna be able to understand what our policy is and not be caught off guard. We just have to be what we are. And, you don't, and don't try to overdo or do more than you can do. And that's because we still want guests to have a great dining experience. Masks are still required for entry. The tobacco company says it will also continue to monitor CDC guidelines and update its, update its policies accordingly. For now, that'll do it for us now in Richmond. AJ Nwoko, NBC 12 News. All righty. Thank you, AJ. So again, another restaurant uh, requiring people to show their vaccination status before they can actually come in and eat. Uh, something, a uh, big point of controversy, something, frankly, we don't have the time or energy to delve into when it comes to vaccinated, not vaccinated, vaccination passports right. and whatnot. Tell us about this time capsule though. It goes all the way back to 1887? Yes, so the, this is another story I wanna to bring to you. We brought this to you yesterday, actually, myself and Victoria Shirley were working on this and we got to stream it live for everybody. This was a time capsule found, uh, one of two time capsules rather, found inside the, the foundation of a statue for Confederate General Robert E. Lee. And so this was uh, from 1887, so about 100 and, oh, let's see here, 123 years, I believe. My math is probably off. I don't, I'm not paid to do math, I'm paid to talk to you. Journalists don't do math, we know that. Yeah, never good at it. But there is a <laughs> wonderful package here, of course, from, again, WWBT Richmond, Virginia. So let's tune in. Let's find out more and kind of recap what they found in the time capsule from yesterday. 
Historic artifacts buried more than a century ago are finally revealed. Conservationists open a second time capsule found at the former site of the Robert E. Lee Monument, and they are certain this is the one they've been looking for. Desiree Montia is live in Richmond tonight with what they found inside of that 36-pound copper box. Certainly an exciting day today, Desiree, so fill us in. Well, Simona Mekia, there were dozens of artifacts found inside that copper box, including a shell fragment believed to be from the Battle of Fredericksburg, an envelope containing Confederate money, and an 1887 almanac. It took more than 90 minutes to recover all of the items jammed packed inside that 36-pound copper box. A glimpse of Richmond's past unfolding before our very eyes. We got money. For more than an hour and a half, conservators gently pulled out the artifacts packed inside this copper box. They were more waterlogged than we had hoped, but not as bad as it could have been. Inside were several books, including a Bible with a coin pressed into the cover and an 1881 Richmond guide. Wow. The team also uncovered this 1865 edition of Harper's Weekly. In the centerfold is an image of a figure grieving over the grave of Abraham Lincoln. It does have some more context uh, to the reason maybe why the picture was put there. Maybe not just a thumb in the eye to Lincoln, but maybe there was another, another reason why it was donated. 12 copper coins. In addition to the roll of 12 copper coins and several mini balls, which were a form of ammunition during the Civil War, conservators also found these two small wood carvings. It's a tiny little Confederate flag carved out of wood and a square and compass from the Masonic emblem carved out of wood. Historian Dale Brumfield says these carvings were done from a tree that grew out of Stonewall Jackson's original grave in the Lexington Cemetery. That tree was ordered cut down by Jackson's widow in 1884, and there were howls of sacrilege from some Confederates who said it shouldn't be cut down, uh, but they did cut it down, but they didn't waste any of it. They divided it up to people and they let other people, people made walking canes out of it. They made medallions, they made acorns. Inside, there was also a commemorative ribbon with Robert E. Lee's picture on it. That commemorative ribbon was handed out at the Cornerstone Lane ceremony in October 27, 1887. There were hundreds of them were made and they were handed out pretty much to everybody who showed up. Even though these items are out of the copper box, the work to preserve them continues tonight. The conservators tell us that they will put those metal objects like the coins and ammo found in containers with some silica gel to dry them. And they will also put those waterlogged books in the freezer. Tonight, we're live and on your side in Richmond. Desiree Montilla, NBC 12 News. A very and there you have it. So the latest on the time capsule being unearthed from the Robert E. Lee statue, which was removed, and then they kind of deconstructed the foundation of that statue. They found two different time capsules. The second one, the one we showed you yesterday and just now basically, was the more significant one, I suppose, from historical records. So they found a number of books, especially a number of books and catalogs and, uh, and perhaps handwritten letters, I should say, uh, from Freemasons in the area. But also they found some uh, uh, Confederate uh, notes because the Confederacy in its short-lived time uh, after those states seceded from the Union, or well, they tried to anyways, uh, they printed their own currency. They had their own paper money and everything like that. So they felt like we should put this in there even 
though the Civil War had ended for almost 20 years after that, uh, uh, whoever put this time t capsule together in 1887 said, why don't we put some monetary notes and some other relics from the Confederacy into this time capsule? So Tyler, really fascinating stuff. Uh, myself and Victoria, we watched it live for, I want to say almost an hour and a half yesterday as they were in real time bringing these things out of that giant copper box that they found. So folks, again, those are some of the top stories from the last 24 hours and updates on the top stories from really the past week. Yeah. And so now we're going to move on to New Year's. We're going to have our own New Year's extravaganza here on local news. Extravaganza. Say that 10 times fast. I, I can't and I won't. <laughs> Mike, I love it. Uh, before we go, I would normally do this, but you go ahead. Remind the folks, how can they see these stories and watch our streams and all that stuff? Where's the place to find it? I'll do my best. So, folks, this is Local News Live. You can find us basically on any gray TV website, whatever your local gray TV station. we got more than 100 of them across the country. You go to your, your local gray TV website. If you hit the live stream button, unless that station, that given station, is in a broadcast, basically the 4 and 5 and 6.30 broadcast during your weekdays, you're going to see us. You might see me, you might see Tyler, you might see any one of our wonderful coworkers here, bringing you the latest and greatest across all of Gray TV. Also, you can find us on Facebook. You go to the Facebook menu, you type in Local News Live, you're gonna find us. Give us a like, you know, subscribe, share. I feel like uh, I'm making a, a YouTube video or something. Give us a like, share, and subscribe. But honest, honest to goodness, that is the truth. Be our so, friend, please. Be our friend. We please. need more friends. I, I need all the friends I can get. Please, I'm lonely. But all kidding aside, you can find us on your local Great TV website. You can find us on Facebook. We're on the Twitter. And uh, I'm sure we're on some other social media platforms, but I'm not aware of, like, what the at handle is or anything like that. But we're here. We're working hard for you to bring you the latest and greatest news across the country.